WHHHFM Speedway W286 CN Available on HD Drop in It's the moment y'all been waiting for Broadcasting from the Isaacs and Isaacs We win.com Injury Lawyer Studio It's the show where Indy comes to top Open lines with Indy's newsman Cameron Riddle one, two, three, three. And good morning to you, Indianapolis. I'm Indy's newsman, Cameron Riddle, coming to you live from the hot 100.9 and 106.7 WTLC studios on this Sunday, September 25th, 2022. It is my sister Lauren's birthday. She is 19 today, or as it says on her calendar down at IU, the nasty 19. It's my dad's birthday yesterday. Happy birthday, Dad. And my other sister's birthday earlier this week. Happy birthday, Lindsay. Lots of birthdays this week. A lot happening in Indy this week. Uh, Circle City Classic weekend. I want to know, how was it for you? Did you go to the new Battle of the Bands format? Were you down uh, along the streets of downtown Indy for the... Uh, Circle City Classic Parade. We were there and we had a good time. We'll talk about how it all went for you. I want to hear from you this morning. 317-239-9696. 317-239-9696. The first 30 minutes of the show this morning will be all open lines. So I'm giving you the floor to talk about whatever is on your mind, whether it be Circle City Classic or something else. But then at 8.30, the Indianapolis Children's Museum has a brand new exhibit dedicated and all about the legacy and life of Emmett Till. We'll talk with some folks from the museum about why it is you and your family, your students need to go see this new exhibit at the world's largest children's museum. It's right here in Indy. Details on the Emmett Till exhibit coming up at 8.30. And then at 8.45, we got some information and resources for pregnant moms, including a new app that will help you count the kicks and resources with a virtual baby shower. We'll tell you exactly what that is and how you can win some gifts by attending the virtual baby shower. That's coming up later uh, here in the show. But we'll start the show this morning with Circle City Classic. It is Classic Weekend. It is the 25th. This was the first time ever Circle City Classic did not have a football game. And so things were different were they successful? I want to know what your opinion is. 317-239-9696. Our very own David Gray is in the studio this morning. Uh, David, of course, as you know, if you listen to Tina's show, you hear David regularly doing the food drive, doing a number of different things here at the station. Uh, he's also our, promo- in your title, promotions coordinator or promotions director? Promotions director. Promotions director. And, and I just want to say that I end up on Tina's show because Dion throws me on Tina's show. Well, and so the, it's all Dion. So and if you don't like hearing me, you can, you can blame Dion. I know Dion puts his number out there all the time, so call him and let him know. Jump to that mic over there. Something was wrong with that mic. The only reason David is uh, here this morning is because I don't think you've gone home yet. No, I slept at the station. So we've been out this time yesterday. We were here getting ready for uh, the Circle City Classic Parade, which for me was a whole lot of fun. Oh, the parade was amazing. Um you know, your day started a little later than mine. I think mm-hmm. I was up at four yesterday. Keep that. But um, you know, th- this weekend was was a great weekend from the the pep rally to the cabaret Friday night. If you had a chance to go to the cabaret, it was absolutely amazing. BBD and Jodeci w- were amazing. It was the first time I've seen Jodeci ever. Okay. So I had to. I stayed a little bit past my bedtime just mm-hmm. to see Jodeci. Um, but you know, yesterday I think. We saw something that we hadn't seen in a while, and it seemed like there was a lot of excitement around Circle City Classic. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I came in 2019, and, you know, I probably heard every comment from people outside of the station, just the community, and that excitement that, that used to be at Circle City Classic was there yesterday. The, the parade was a whole lot of fun. The crowd was smaller than it has been in years past, but it was still a lot of fun. But it, And granted, it was also 60 degrees outside. Mm-hmm. So, it, you know, it's hard to, to get motivated to get out of bed when you, when you open the window and you feel that chill. And it's like, eh, maybe another 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Or maybe I'll turn it on TV and just watch it from home. 
But you know, the people that were there, the the excitement, you 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 mm-hmm. could feel it. It was palpable. Mm-hmm. Um, people were excited to be back out and, and to be in, out and enjoying this and seeing these bands and seeing the step show and all that. So, you know, it. I think that Expo is putting themselves in a good place mm-hmm. for for what's coming for Expo. So you were at uh, what is now the Battle of the Bands. For the first time, there was no football team inside of Lucas Oil Stadium on Circle City Classic Weekend. I got to see some video, and there was a good crowd in there, but you were actually there. I had every intention on going. I had the ticket, but after the parade, I went home. I said, I'm going to just take a quick little nap. I'll be back up at before 3 o'clock, get downtown. I woke up. It was 530. So, David. That, that's where you messed up. You went home and said, I'm going to take a little nap. You yeah. Gotta go. You got you to gotta ride to the wheels. Yeah, and I, I did not. I didn't. I, after riding that low rider around the uh, – <laughs> The parade route, I didn't have anything left in me. So you were there at Lucas Oil Stadium. How was it? it? You know what? It was amazing. It was really amazing. The bands did a phenomenal job. Um, Kentucky State came home with the with the first ever Battle of the Bands championship. Um, but the bands, you know, they did an amazing job. And you know, I, I went to Southern, so mm-hmm. like I was telling everybody yesterday, my my barometer for bands is very, very high. Mm-hmm. Um, Ash Mac hosted. And, you know, Ash Mack is a Norfolk State graduate and mm-hmm. a, a former band member. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just to see that excitement for the bands that a lot of years haven't been there for the game. And I think that, you know, to be perfectly honest, when you go to a black college, the band is what everybody goes to see. The mm-hmm. football game is secondary. Mm-hmm. The band is who everybody goes to see. They, that's why nobody moves out their seat at halftime. That's why nobody moves out their seat when the game is over, and they'll sit there for an hour after the game just to hear the bands go back and forth. So that's the exciting part about Classic, and I think they're really highlighting the exciting part. I'm not going to talk about the step show because I got photos and videos of my fraternity, Kappa Alpha Psi, Mm -hmm. and I said that they dropped a cane. I was disowning them, and I heard that they dropped a cane, Mm. so I had to disown them yesterday. But today we're we're on we're on speaking terms again today. Yesterday I had to walk away. Right, I understand. <laughs> understand. You got to distance yourself from nonsense sometimes. Uh, 317-239-9696, 317-239-9696. Were you at Classic in any way, shape, or form this weekend? Why or why not? What did you want to see? What did you like? What did you not like? What recommendations would you put in for next year? David, a lot of people are like, man, I can't believe there's not a football game. It's not Circle City Classic without a football game. What do you say to people after being there yesterday? What do you say to people who say that? I think that if if you weren't there and you want to comment on it, it's hard to comment when you haven't really been there mm-hmm. and you haven't really experienced it. You know, I think that for the people that were there, and we talked before, mm-hmm. you know, in years past, I hear all the I hear all the Expo comments, I hear all the the Circle City Classic comments. And that wasn't there yesterday. Okay. I, I didn't hear one negative comment. Everybody that was there had had a ball, and you know there were people. There were literally people there from all over the country. I I met people from Mississippi. Mm-hmm. I met people from Alabama. You know, so I think that this is this is a good start to to the next phase of Circle City Classic. So you think they have something here? Oh, I think they definitely have something. I think that. You know, you'll see as as we go into the future that it's only going to get bigger. Um, you know, the experience of getting the, getting that black college mm-hmm. band experience is something that that you never, you know, you, you never forget. I can tell you, I remember my first Southern game when I was in college and just experiencing the band. Now, granted, our band got in a fight. It's a whole other story. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'll pull up the the clip <laughs> for you one day, but you know. That's something that you don't get to you don't get to see going to IU, going mm-hmm. to Purdue, mm-hmm. going to Ohio State, going to Michigan. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't get to experience that. So getting that experience, and especially if you have kids that play in the band, if you have kids that aspire to grow, to go to college and be in a college band, it's the perfect place to take them. So they get to really see what a black college band is like. Well, if you were down there with David or if you were at the parade, if you were at the uh, cabaret, if you were at the comedy concert, I want you to call us and let us know. Give us your review. 317-239-9696. Go on to the phones right now. 317-239-9696. Caller online, too. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, this is Rob. I, you know, I went to the uh, the cabaret concert, man. 
very beautiful. Took my kids down to the parade, really nice. And we went to the uh, Battle of the Bands, really nice. And I agree with the guy on the phone. He said, you know, the bands, they, they come first. The, all the different formations looking from down on them, that comes first. The game, it's, it, it's a close first, but I, I think it was really nice. I thought it was put together really nice, and uh, it gave our youth something to look forward to, whether it be joining the band or just going to an HBCU. All right, what was your name? Uh, man, they call me Big Rob, man. Big Rob, we appreciate you listening and calling in this morning and supporting the culture, man. Thank you so much. All right, man. Thank you, man. All right, good to hear from people who were down there. If you would like Big Rob and you want to sound off on what you saw this weekend, what you experienced, call us, 317-239-9696, 317-239-9696. David, what else have you been up to lately? You, you, The station is still out doing things today. Oh, listen, you know, with, with our, our new station, our new radio brothers and sisters uh-huh. and family. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, with that comes a lot of extra stuff. So today we're actually doing uh, the first Radio 1 Colts tailgate. Okay. So we'll be out on West Georgia Street, the right by the convention center. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're out and about, if you're going to the, the Colts game today, make sure you stop by. We'll be there from 10 to 1. There'll be drinks and entertainment. I believe uh, either DJ Maestro or DJ Gabby Love or DJ okay. So, you know, it's it's definitely a family affair. Um, for us, it just it don't stop. So well, Let me hit another call. 317-239-9696. Caller on line one and the caller on line two. Stay right there. Caller on line one. Good morning. Who's this? This is Marco. Marco, good morning. Hey, look, I got a, I got an opinion about this whole tailgate thing, man. Because y'all, y'all got off the, y'all got off the issue about the whole uh, Circle City Classic. Okay, whatever. go ahead. I had, a, I had a whole, I, I had a whole opinion about that. You know what I mean? But now y'all, well, you, you can, I give you both. Go ahead. No, no, no. But, but the whole tailgate thing, you know what I'm uh-huh. saying? Go ahead. It's... Mm-hmm. You there? We lost him. All right, call me back, 317-239-9696. Caller on line two. Good morning, who's this? Hi, good morning. My name is Kari. Hi, Kari. What's on your mind? Hi, so I just wanted to comment on the Circle City Classic and say that it was a wonderful thing. Um, I used to go as a kid, the football game. It really didn't matter after I got there. Um, I'm in a a mixed relationship, Mm -hmm. and he's Hispanic, and he was just like, I just feel the love and everything you guys got for each other here. Like, this is actually pretty dope. And I took my six-year-old kid, and she absolutely loved it. So the football game not being there, it doesn't even matter. You still feel all the black excellence and everything. All right. Well, thank you for for coming down and calling in. We appreciate you giving your uh, perspective on how things went. Thank you so much. Thanks. Bye. 317-239-9696. Caller on line three. Good morning. Who's this? Good morning. Can you hear me? I can hear you loud and clear. What's your name and what's on your mind? My name is Alicia Bell. I'm becoming a frequent. (laughs) Yes, I remember you, Alicia. Good morning. What's on your mind? Good morning. Um, I went down to the Circle City Classic. I took my kids. We walked the entire parade. I just want to say it is still an absolutely wonderful event. Um, One of my favorite things that I've seen that took me back to a kid was Scruff McGruff. Chicago, Illinois, 60692. So actually, I still remember that. <laughs> but I had to get pictures with him, on my kids. Uh-huh. Idea. My favorite moments were when the, uh, with the hands up, guns through. We want to, I want to make sure that these messages are clear. So we need some amplifones. We need to start beeping it up. I feel like um, it's not as big. I've been going to the parade since I was a little kid, and I feel like it's not as big as it used to be. I feel like um, they're spacing it out to try to cover up some of that time. So it tells me that we need to get more people involved and have our our classic, our, our parade back the way it used to be when we were little, just huge and huge and more and more people coming out. I think we need to do more to make sure we secure, you know, the history of this parade for our HBCUs. I, I really do. I just I feel like this is something that we save and it forever and bigger, and it represents us in the right way. I would love to kind of like form partnerships and like help them keep this going. Let's let's make it bigger. Let's make it better. You know, but I loved it. My kids loved it. Um, we, they wanted some more candy. <laughs> <laughs> there was not a lot of candy. All right. Alicia, thank you so much. 
You have a blessed day. All right, you too. 317-239-9696. Talking about uh, if you went down to Classic uh, this weekend in any way, shape, or form to any event, how was it? Uh, caller on line one. Good morning. Who's this? This is Terrence. Terrence, you're live on the air. What's on your mind? Terrence? We lost Terrence. Caller on line two. Good morning. Who's this? So, yeah. my, uh, my Oh, you're back. My, my call got dropped a minute ago. Okay, so you back. Just, yeah, I'm back now. I'm back now. So, look, my first time going to class school was when I was, when I, was uh, I think I was about 19 years old. I had that mad dog twinkie twinkie going on through my system. And, and now, that, you know what I'm saying? That whole thing is not the same no more. Like how the previous caller was just saying, mm-hmm. it's not the same no more. Everything that was going on uh, uh, during class, and you know, what was around, they were not the same now. But you know, as we get older, it's not, it's not, it's not exactly the same. But it's still a good time for black excellence. You know what I'm saying? It's still a, it's, it's still a good time. It's still a good time to bring out the kids. It's still a good time to bring out the bring out the family. You know what I mean? And I love it. What would love you like to see them add? Andy is most definitely underestimated. You know what I'm saying? What would you like to see them add? I want to see I want to see them add more. Uh, 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 if there's hold on, I hear my I hear my voice on the radio now. <laughs> Turn your radio down a little bit. Yeah, I'm, I'm turning it down right now. You know what I'm saying? Uh, what I want to see them add is. Oh, we lost him again. He he got too excited because he heard himself on the radio. Three one seven. Let me take one more call. Three one seven two three nine ninety six ninety six. Good morning. Who's this? Good morning. This is Joy, and um, I wasn't able to make the classic because I had to work. So what I would like to see was it televised or can it be televised for those who cannot make it down? That is a good question. I'm gonna defer, David. I know you know you don't know all the ins and outs, but it usually it's it's on TV. That's what I thought. I don't know exactly what happened this year, um, but I'm sure that moving forward is something that they're going to, you know, try to get televised. Yeah, because when we went by, I was surprised that I didn't see all the TV cameras and whatnot right there. Well, and, you know, I've a lot, I've heard a lot of callers saying, uh, talking about the crowd size mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But, you know, the way that we get the crowd sizes up is with sports. Right. So... You know, the crowd sizes are low because we have to get more support from the community. Mm -hmm. And I think that, again, yesterday was a good start because it got people talking. And that conversation about Expo, I mean, well, Expo and Classic Mm -hmm. is coming back up where, you know, people are were excited. And you see even the people, they said that, you know, it might not have been as big of crowds as it was in the past. But they all had a great time. Mm -hmm. And that's what it takes for people to realize that you're going to come out and have a good time. And it's worth the, what, $20 to get in? So, you know, it's it's something that if we want the crowd sizes bigger, then we got to make sure that we're out supporting. Right. And and doing it for our community. Because that's that's essentially what it is. Is Taylor, yeah, you're still hiding behind the screen. Hi, Taylor. You. Um, come come tell us, you, you've been around this weekend. Yeah, I've been around, not as much as what I have been in the past. Taylor but. is one of our fantastic promotions assistants who's been working around the clock this past weekend. <laughs> yes, I have been. What's your review of what you saw? Honestly, um, I'm with the other caller who uh, didn't get the chance to see the parade and everything. Uh, who usually gets to see it like on TV? Mm-hmm. Um, I would have liked to see it on the t- um, on TV as well because I didn't get the chance to make it. Mm-hmm. So it would uh, have been good to see like a little recap or something. But honestly, um, I didn't get a whole look at like the audience and all the events. I will um, say I made it to the classic comedy jam. Mm-hmm. How was that? That looked like it was a pretty good turnout. I was happy to see like the first show and mm-hmm. everything. Um, but I. I'm kind of with everybody else. It just I feel like we need more support from the community, um, and that's what it's going to take. Like we can't just <laughs> we can't bash it and right. just not have right. Yeah, that community support. So I know you obviously. Normally, I'm the only person in this building at this hour right? uh, on a Sunday. Yes, you did. <laughs> um, and actually, David scared me when he walked in the room. <laughs> um, where are you going today? 
Uh, so today, I, it's nothing classic related, but we are headed to the Colts tailgate now. So, okay. Yeah. And you're going to be on Georgia Street, right? Yeah, West Georgia Street. Okay, pro, promote it. Promote it. <laughs> so listen, if you're coming out to the Colts game, come stop by West Georgia Street. We will all be out there. There's a good time. There'll be food and drinks because, you know, Colts, you, mm-hmm. you got to have alcohol. So mm-hmm. there'll be food and drinks and, and just a good time uh, leading up into the game and on Georgia Street, we're, what, two blocks away from the stadium? Yep. Yep. We're right around the corner from where we were yesterday. So, you know, it's a quick walk. So, if you're coming down for the game, stop through. I'm sure you'll see some familiar faces. I know Dion is going to be out there. and So, if you got any complaints, now's the time to, to catch get them. Get him right there yeah, in person. Get him right in person. And you uh, can't run. And it's, uh, it's going to be beautiful out there today. 62 degrees right now, a high of 71 today. So, that's perfect tailgate weather. Let me get a couple more phone calls because folks are still calling. I'll take some more before we uh, wrap up. Caller on line three. Good morning. Who's this? Hello? All right. Just kidding. Let's do two. Is two working? Hello? 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 Yes. Good morning. You're live on the air. Thank you. My name is Granville Jones. Hey, Grant. Uh, Just calling. Just kind of just from my perspective now, you know, admittedly, I haven't haven't really participated in any of the uh, – Events in quite a while, but mm-hmm. 45 now. And when I was younger, as a teen, and 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 afterwards, uh, that was a pretty popular thing for us to do. And everybody, uh, you know, converged downtown and, and and participated in all the classic events. My opinion, it just seems like the city uh, it makes it difficult with Indianapolis being a uh, convention city and hosting all these conventions. It seems like the city could be involved and make it uh, a little more easier. I know one of the things when I was younger we used to like to do was, you know, get our cars and ride around, and then they just made it really difficult. Like you go down one street, and all of a sudden you're outside of downtown. It takes you a ton of time to get back in, and um, I'm sure everybody can agree with this. Like, in, Not that they hadn't had any trouble downtown with teens and, and, and the youth, but <clears throat> they, they don't want the youth downtown. They don't want the young young black kids downtown. And I think there is a uh, – I just think the city, in order for the class to kind of come back to what it used to be and even better, I just think the city needs to be involved a little more. All right. I appreciate your perspective, sir. Thank you so much. Let me get, squeeze some more calls and caller on line one. Good morning. Who's this? Hello. Hello. You're live on the air. Hi. Yes, this is Twin B. Good morning. Turn your radio down just a little bit for me. Okay. So this is Twin B, and I was – I went to the cabaret, loved it. Everything. Um, and then I went to the, like, the actual like, supposed game, but it was just the Battle of the Bands. I love the Battle of the Bands and everything that was involved. However, I do miss the football. <laughs> I'm a football fanatic, so for me, Definitely, it needs to be the game thing, too. But I did enjoy what you guys feel was inspired to help us and to bring the love together in the city because I think that's what we need more of, love in the city. And I believe that's what the Classic does, the Indian Black Expo does. It actually forms a unity that we don't have all year and maybe just a cut down on some of the crime, too, by bringing the love and the unity back. All right. Thank you so much for the call. Appreciate you, Twin B. Thank you so much. Let me wrap this up. Caller on line two. Good morning. Who's this? Good morning. It's Alicia Bell again. Alicia, you got 15 seconds. Okay, just quickly, I want to say thank you to the mayor who showed outstanding involvement, not only with the parade, but the audience. I just want to give a great welcome to the mayor this morning, and we hope to have him more involved in rebuilding our community and making great partnerships. You know what? I appreciate you calling to give credit when credit is due, because everybody criticizes, but when you got to give some credit, I appreciate you doing that. Thank you. No problem. Have a blessed day, guys. All right, you two. Final call for we wrap up. Caller on line three. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, Cameron. Uh, good morning. This is Mike. Good morning, Mike. Hey, What's on your mind? Th- hey, uh, as, as much as I listen to the radio, you know, I wasn't aware of the uh, Circle City Classic to uh, yesterday uh, morning about around uh, 11 o'clock or so. I just happened to be standing at a youth football game and uh, heard someone speaking about it. So I don't know uh, how much advertisement out was out there or what I missed. And uh, that might have had something to do with the crowd turning out. 
because, uh, like I said, I listen to the radio a lot, Cameron, so I don't know where I slipped this one at. But uh, I'm glad everybody had a good weekend, Cameron, and uh, let's keep it going. All right, I appreciate you calling in. Thank you, sir. David, um, was there any shortage? I know, I know, I know back in the day, and that was a couple years ago, but it was in October. It was it was later than it is in September, but it's it's been a couple of years since they've moved. I, look, I I know I heard Karen talking about it so much. I thought I was gonna miss out on the classic. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> it just seemed like every time. So I I can't I can't really say, it. and it's different because you know we're on the inside, mm-hmm. so it's a little bit different for us in the way that information gets disseminated to us. Um, but I would just say you know the classic is the same time every year. They actually put out the date for next year already. Um, already, so I, I just just know that what is it? The third weekend mm-hmm. in September is classic. Um, I'm putting in my bid now to bring the Southern University Human Jukebox here next year. Okay, because I, you know I, I I'm I'm always gonna go for, for the home team. So if if we gotta have a battle of the bands, you gotta have the juke. Yeah, that's just that's the the best band in the country. I'm gonna go ahead and say it right now. All right. So we got we gotta get the juke here. Um, you know, I I want to see if we can get Norfolk State. Norfolk okay. State is a is another major band, um, in the country. Also, I like to see some some of the other big time HBCUs, like okay. maybe a Howard okay. or a Morehouse or or something like that. Just you know, cause. Tina and I talked, and the biggest thing about Circle City Classic is getting that HBCU experience mm-hmm. that you don't get here. Mm-hmm. Being from Detroit, the only HBCU we had was Lewis College of Business. Mm-hmm. If you've ever been to Detroit, Lewis College of Business opened like 1920. It's not even open anymore. Um, so for even for us, it, it's that experience of seeing what a black college is like because mm-hmm. we're not surrounded by black colleges. Um, you know, uh, Central is closed, mm-hmm. Kentucky State is closed, but they're not here in Indianapolis. Right. It's not like you grew up seeing people go, you know, Martin is wonderful. They don't have a band. Right. So it's not like Martin's band is pulling up somewhere. So, you know, it's it's to to get that that black college experience. And I think that the more schools and the more diverse we make it, you can see that, especially yesterday, you saw there's schools that are huge mm-hmm. and there's schools that are small, mm-hmm. but it doesn't matter what size school that you go to, you get that same experience. Mm-hmm. Um, because a couple of schools that were here yesterday aren't aren't large schools by HBCU standards, right? But you still see the quality of the band, you still see the quality of the students, you still see the quality of the athletes, because you know the dancers for the band are athletes just as much as the football players. Are. Mm-hmm. So you see that, that what that standard is, and you understand that, you know, because a lot of people think black colleges, oh, I'm going to go to a black college because it's easier than going to IU mm-hmm. or going to, to Purdue, when really it's not. It's the experience that you get there. Mm-hmm. And that's what they're trying to bring, that experience here to Indianapolis. So, you know, I think that everybody needs to support that, especially if you have children. Because you need to you need to give them the experience of what it's like going to a school where you're surrounded by people that look like mm-hmm. you. And, right. and and Dion and I and Dion back me up on this because we talk about this all the time. People feel that because you're going to HBCU that you know the quality isn't there. And if anything, HBC, HBCU students are are more educated mm-hmm. and more driven mm-hmm. than students that go to a regular school. Because mm-hmm. one thing that they teach you is you have to be that much better than everybody else. Okay. So it gives you that drive to be that much better than everybody else. And like I said, Dion will tell you that because Dion and I have talked about this before. Like, you, they give you that drive to know that if you're gonna go out here, you mm-hmm. got to be. If there are five, you got to be seen. Mm-hmm. So that's what Circle City Classic is about, and that's why we got to get these kids out there at a young age to start getting this experience. All right. Well, thank y'all. The phone lines have been hot the whole time y'all been been in here. So Taylor and David, thank y'all for coming in. Uh, just randomly happened to be here this morning. Glad y'all came in and thank y'all for everything you guys do. And hope you have a good time at the tailgate today. Come see all of our stations down on Georgia Street, right? Yep, down on, on West Georgia Street. West so, Georgia Street. Not the end by Gamebridge, the end by the convention center. By the convention center. Yep. Closest to Lucas Oil Stadium. Yep. All right, we'll be down there uh, for the Colts game today. For those of you who missed out on some football yesterday, no problem. 
We got football today. I don't know if you want to watch the football today. Well. And, now, and I'm saying this as my Lions might go 2-1 and one today. And I'm going to leave on that. All right. There is football. It may, it may be ugly, but there is football today. All right, still to come here on uh, Open Lines, uh, David and Taylor, thank you all so much again. Uh, We are going to talk about the brand new uh, reason that you need to go down to the Indianapolis Children's Museum. Uh, There is something very special and major dedicated to the life and legacy of Emmett Till. We're going to hear from the Children's Museum about why you need to come out, why you need to bring your families, why you need to bring your students down to the Children's Museum when Open Lines continues on Hot 100.9 and 106.7 WTLC. And we are back here on Open Lines on this Sunday morning. I'm Indy's newsman, Cameron Riddle. And now it's time to talk to you about what is happening down at the Indianapolis Children's Museum. I have not been to the museum in a long time, but I was just given another reason to go check out the world's largest, the world's greatest, the world's best children's museum. And it's right here in Indianapolis because uh, there is now a brand new Emmett Till exhibit and exactly what that looks like exactly what that is the answer is coming up right now um excuse me lost my voice there for just a hot second but i'm back now um the children's museum has just unveiled this brand new exhibit on emmett till aaron bonds is the director of interpretation and theater at the children's museum of indianapolis and ben salisbury is the emmett till interpretive center uh all the way down in sumner mississippi obviously these two have collaborated uh, to bring the Emmett Till um, legacy and story to Indianapolis for you to see. They join us right now in our live line to tell us why you need to go see it. Ben and Aaron, good morning. Good morning, Cameron. Good morning, sir. Thank you for so much for coming on the show uh, this morning, gentlemen. Tell us about uh, the Emmett Till story and what you are going to see at the Children's Museum here in Indianapolis. Well, one of the we're really excited to be able to tell this story. Hello, Benjamin. It's been a while since I saw you. It's good to good to have you on here with me, brother. Um, we are excited to tell this story because it's going to really sort of share the story of what happened to Emmett, the tragic story of what happened to Emmett, and the incredible brave steps that his mother Mamie Till Mobley took to make sure that this is not a story that would be forgotten, like so many other. Uh, unfortunate stories like this one. And so we're, we're excited to share this information at the Children's Museum. And we just encourage those of us in the community to come out and take a look so we can make sure that we know this history. Uh, ben, what's been your role? I know you're down in, in, in Mississippi. What's been your role in this? Oh, that's a great question, uh, Cameron. Thanks for asking. So, so, you know, for the past three years, uh, um, our, our organizations have been working in and, and conversing and figuring out exactly um, how do we go about sharing this story um, in a way that, that introduces young people and families, you know, into uh, the realities concerning this. One, the Emmett Till tragedy, uh, but then two, you know, just the bravery of Mamie Till Mobley and, and how her decision, her courage uh, to never give up her pursuit of justice uh, has, in a lot of ways, uh, brought us where we are today. And so so I've worked more directly actually with Terry uh, over the last two and a half years or so uh, on actually figuring out the best ways to share that. Uh, so, so my role, based, I mean, so like my role with the Interpreter Center is service public engagement and museum aid director, uh, but speaking specifically about this um, uh, traveling exhibit, uh, it's really just been uh, consulting and, and talking and sharing feedback and thoughts and ways uh, to... Um, you know, to, 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 to relay this message uh, to young people and families. What is it about um, this exhibit uh, that people need to come down and see it? Obviously, um, one, to learn the story of Emmett Till. But, you know, you could find that out by a Google search or by reading some books um, 
why come to the Children's Museum? Obviously, the Children's Museum is special, but why specifically? How is the Children's Museum going to do it differently and better? Well, thank you for that, that question, Cameron. You know, one of the things um, that we are excited about with this new exhibit is it gives us a chance to really ensure that people understand the humanity of Emmett and, and Mamie Till Mobley, his mother. You know, so often when we hear some of these stories, you know, when you're reading them or you're researching them, you, you, you miss that part of humanity. And one of the things that we worked really hard with this exhibit was to make sure that people understood that Emmett was, was a child just like any other 14-year-old child. He, he had hopes for the future. He had dreams. He was a, a jokester. He loved to make people laugh around him. Uh, there was a lot of light that was poured into that young man. And so when this tragedy unfolded, you know, something that we wanted to make sure that was a part of that was that we got that humanity and, and, create, and creating the empathy for Emmett, for what happened to Emmett, and then also for the decisions that his mother had to make. Um, we also worked really, really hard to present this in a way where it would be appropriate for children and mm -hmm. families. You know, this is really tough graphic information. I'll share here that I've been with the Children's Museum for about 16 years, and this is by far um, the, the toughest uh, content that I've had to deal with in my time here. So we worked really, really hard to figure out what was the right way to tell this story. And I'm, I'm really pleased because I feel like we were able to preserve the dignity of Emmett and, and his family and some of the tough things that they went through. And also, the dignity of our visitors that are going to come through the space. You know, we wanted to make sure that we shared the story, that, that we did not hide from the truth of this, but also that there was some sort of energy given to where do we go from now? And, and what is that next step for us as a community and us moving forward to try to do this better? So those are two of the things I am excited that the Children's Museum um, has been able to bring and lift up this story that the Till family has been trying to tell for over 70 years. Uh, for, for to, go ahead. I'm, I'm sorry. I want to. I want to actually uh, affirm what Aaron has said and just give some close specifics without spilling the beans, so to speak. Um, the question you raised was like, well, people could Google it, right? Or people could look it up. Why do they need to come to the museum? Mm -hmm. So the reason you should come is because, as true as it is that a family or a person can Google this information and find a ton of credible and and, and valid information on this narrative. The way this information is presented at the museum, you will not find anywhere else. Mm -hmm. And I'm not just saying that as a person that's been working, uh, you know, closely with the, the Children's Museum for the last three years. I'm saying that as a person that has actually had the honor and privilege of, of experiencing it myself, right? Whether you're a person that, that, that can sit down and read text and, and whatnot that's cool and good, or, but if you're a person that, that has to feel, right, like you're a textile learner or you're an audiovisual person, or however, however you identify uh, when it, as it relates pertains to your preference, I mean, your preferred means of, of, of taking in information, uh, this exhibit pretty much touches that. And so, so, so with that being said, I think that this exhibit does an amazing job of relaying this kind of information and this content in a way that's safe, uh, but then in also a way that is palatable regardless of the quote-unquote type of person you may be. Mm -hmm. And you will not find, I dare, I mean, this isn't like a contest or anything, but I would be unbelievably shocked and surprised if a person could Google the uh, this experience. I don't think you can. I think you have to actually make your way to the Children's Museum while it's still there. I think the two of you answered that question beautifully, and the reason I ask is because uh, that is one of the stories that, um, I think I, that I know a lot of black parents tell their black boys about. Um, but it's also a story we're talking about Emmett Till because his mother allowed the nation, allowed the world to see what happened to him. And it was extremely gruesome. And so I asked you that because I want to know, and you answered it partway, how do you give the detail? Um, but still showing what happened, but allowing it to be uh, digestible by, you know, a group of, of field trip students, you know, of fourth grade who may come and see Emmett Till, who um, may come and see this because the museum, I love the Children's Museum, so much of it, you, you learn so much, but so much of it is fun, but there's nothing fun about the story of Emmett Till. So I, I'm very interested to see um, the presentation of it. 
Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, what you were saying, Cameron, and, and thank you for that. You know, what, uh, it reminds me of a quote that was shared by Reverend Wheeler Parker, who has been a, um, one of our lead advisors on the exhibit. Um, he is one of um, Emmett's cousins. He was actually one of Emmett's survivor cousins who was with him when he was abducted. And he worked incredibly close with Reverend Wheeler Parker. He's basically sort of looked at every element of the guy how we've moved forward. And what he has said throughout his time together is that Emmett's story is not a pretty story. You know, it's not a fun story to tell, but it's a story that needs to be told. We absolutely um, sort of agree with, with that sentiment. You know, the, the main way I would be able to answer that question is with um, sensitivity, is with, with delicacy and sensitivity. And, you know, I'll give a quick example. So you talked about the, um, the incredible decision that Mamie Till Mobley made to, um, to make sure that she shared this story with the world, to make sure that people would be able to see that, that uh, really difficult image of Emmett after, after what happened to him. Um, and so we wanted to make sure that we weren't watering down this story. And so we have made the decision to play image in the gallery. You know, mm-hmm. the reason that we know about this story mm-hmm. is because of Mamie Till Mobley. She's a true American hero. And so we want to honor her decision to make sure that we were not, um, not putting that truth right out there on front street. Now, the way that we have decided to display the is it's sort of in an area where it's what and what that means is that adults, the people with the adults in that family, can make the decision of whether they want to pull up and reveal that image and, okay. and share that with their family, or whether that may be a step too far. So we worked really hard to make sure that that a hard truth is being displayed, but we we thought really carefully to make sure that parents were also empowered. Um, about the decisions that they mm-hmm. make for their young children. So you, you have to be very intentional about seeing the actual pictures, what you're saying. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, I can't wait to see uh, come down and see the exhibit uh, for myself. Tell us, when can you come see it? And, and who, do you, who are you targeting? Who needs to come see this? Well, it, is, it will be at the Children's Museum. Um, it's open right now. It'll be here with us until October 30th. And I'll kind of tell you kind of where it will be in just a second. But you asked that question about who sort of needs to see it. We encourage everybody to come and see it. You know, we really view this as an American story. You know, um, this tragedy is something that we can all learn from. And the more of us who know about this history, not the image story, but what this will encourage people to do more research and to find out more stories about um, this type of things, things that have happened in our country. But we encourage everyone to come and see it um, and to spend a little bit of time with us. So it's going to be here at the Children's Museum until October 30th. And one of the things that we're really excited about this with this exhibit is that it's going to be traveling throughout several different locations um, through, you know, after it leaves here at the museum. So it's going to go to the Birmingham Civil Rights Institute. It's going to go to the two Mississippi museums in Jackson, Mississippi. It's going to be at the Atlanta History Center in Atlanta, Georgia, the DuSable Museum of African-American History in Chicago, the Martin Luther King Jr. Memorial Library in Washington, D.C., and the National Civil Rights Museum in Memphis, Tennessee. And then it will end up where Benjamin works down at the Emmett Till Interpretive Center in Mississippi. And if anyone wants to know more information about those specific dates, about where it will be at those locations, we encourage people to go to the EmmettTillExhibit.org website. Once again, that's EmmettTillExhibit.org, and that is an accompanying website that will be that we have with the exhibit. It gives great information about why we've chosen to do this exhibit, what that tour schedule is, how people can interact with it. We have resources on there like a family guide, and we have a student guide. So we can um, assist people who are going to be coming to the exhibit. So that's a really great resource if people want to find out more information about the exhibit and where it's going to be. All right. Uh, Ben and Aaron, thank you so much for coming on the show here this morning and letting us know uh, about what's happening at the Children's Museum. And again, you only have about a month to go see uh, what is truly going to be an educational experience that, as he just said, everybody needs to go see. Ben and Aaron, thank you so much for your work and coming on the show here this morning. 
Thank you so much, Cameron. We appreciate it. Thank you so much, Benjamin. And Cameron, if you are interested in coming to see, feel free to reach out to me and we'll make sure that you get a, a chance to go through that exhibit. All right, will do. All right. Appreciate you, gentlemen. Still to come right. here on the show this morning, we have some resources for pregnant moms. And we'll tell you how if you attend a virtual baby shower, you will have the chance to win some prizes from the Indiana Minority Health Coalition. All those details are coming up when Open Lines continues here on 106.7 WTLC and the new hot 100.9. And we are back here on Open Lines on 106.7 WTLC and Hot 100.9. All right, this morning we're talking about some resources that we have for pregnant moms, moms to be here this morning. There is an app and a virtual baby shower that the Indiana Minority Health Coalition wants you to know about. Joining us on our live line right now is Lauren Lancaster. She is the minor- she is the maternal child health manager for the Indiana Minority Health Coalition. Lauren, good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely. Okay, you got a lot going on. You guys are working around the clock, 365, 24-7. But you got something (laughs) special going on right now. Yes, we do. Tell us about first this Count the Kicks app. What is that? Yep. So we partnered with an Iowa-based organization called Count the Kicks. It is a stillbirth app. So a stillbirth is the loss of a pregnancy after 20 weeks. And black women are two times more likely to have a stillbirth compared to white women. Um, And so at IMHC or Indiana Minority Health Coalition, our goal is to eliminate or reduce health disparities. And within my division, it is to reduce uh, maternal infant mortality um, health disparities. So Count the Kicks is an app that moms can download um, on iPhone and Android devices and can be used on the Apple Watch. And it comes in 14 different languages. And how they can use it is, they will track the baby's fetal movements. So we suggest that they do it every day at the same time of day when baby is most active. And they'll just time how long it takes for the baby to reach 10 fetal movements. So let's say, for instance, it usually takes 10 to 15 minutes for baby to reach 10 fetal movements. But today, maybe it's taking about two hours. Well, then mom knows that there could be something wrong. And so she should then contact her uh, physician to get that um figured out to see to see if there's anything going wrong so it, um, so this is a tool that could give you an early indication yes. that something could be wrong yes it is early early detection and early warning signs and then also for those who might not have a cell phone um count the kicks.org they also have some paper sheets that you can track it um just on a on a paper sheet for uh, fetal movements so on top of count the kicks there's also a virtual baby shower. What what is that all about? Yes. So we have partnered with CareSource and we have a virtual baby shower today um, from 2 to 3.30 p.m. And so our virtual baby shower, we like to call it education and fun. Um, So we cover a range of different topics. So today we'll be talking about preeclampsia. We'll be talking about how to advocate for yourself and for your baby. Um, We'll be talking about contraception. And then we'll also have Count the Kicks on to talk about the app. And we also have a live DJ for some fun and some games as well. So um, those who attend can also win some prizes. And again, like I mentioned, just education and fun. It's a time for you to get on, to meet and greet other expecting parents, um, to learn some new information, and then just enjoy yourself. And our, and I know, you know, guys usually are not allowed to go to the baby shower. Are we allowed to go to this one? Hey, you can you can attend usually <laughs> for moms and moms to be, but hey, if you're in the room and you want to play prices right, <laughs> there is nothing that we can do to stop you. So come and enjoy. Uh, okay, between uh, count the kicks, why did you guys decide that this was something uh, that was needed? Because folks say, "Hey, I go to the doctor, and mm-hmm. I, you know, won't the doctor find that?" Um, so it can be hard to detect because, as as we all know. 
the baby doesn't have the amount of body, so she knows the baby's fetal movements. Um, so if it's decreased, um, if she goes to her provider, maybe the provider, you know, is like, hey, I don't think there's anything wrong. But at the end of the day, mom knows her body best. So like I previously mentioned, black women are two times more likely to have a stillbirth compared to white women. And so um, we really want to work with minority communities so that they have these tools and resources available um, to be able to track baby's fetal movement so that mom and baby both have a safe labor and delivery. And so the app is called Count the Kicks, right? Yes. Count the Kicks. You can download it on Android and iPhone devices. And um, for those who have an Apple Watch, they can use that as well, too. Um, And then also for those who might be pregnant with twins, um, the app does work for that as well, too. So you also mentioned prizes for this afternoon. What kind of prizes do you have if you get on uh, to the virtual baby shower, which is going to be educational and fun? Yes. So there is a car seat. Um, We have a high chair. We have a mom's only prize because oftentimes you know moms get left out when the baby comes everybody's buying gifts for the baby Mm -hmm. and so we have mom's only prize as well as some diapers um and so you know we invite everybody to come out um they can register at tinyurl.com backslash baby and me one now how do you find the the virtual baby shower how how do you get to that yep so it is via zoom so once they go to that website and register um, they can register via Zoom, and then they'll get the link automatically to their email, and then just log on at two o'clock. Give that um, z- give that website one more time, well, two more times, yeah. so people can yes. get to the Zoom. <laughs> yeah, so it is tinyurl.com backslash baby and me one, and then they can also visit our website, which is imhc.org. And the flyer and the information is on our website as well, too. And then um, if they have Facebook, they can just type in Indiana Minority Health Coalition on Facebook. And the flyer information is out there as well, too. Well, free education is great, but so are uh, free baby supplies, car seats and (laughs) everything else, because inflation is still up right now. So uh, to get something free would be amazing. Um, Lauren Lancaster, if folks have questions, if they can't come to the uh, virtual baby shower or if they are downloading Count the Kicks, how can they talk with with you guys at IMHC further? Yes, so they can go ahead and visit our website, IMHC.org, and they can contact us through that um, website. Um, as well, too. All right. Lauren Lancaster, she got it in in under 10 minutes. She is the <laughs> she is not only the lady of the show, but she is also uh, the maternal child health manager for the Indiana Minority Health Coalition. And we thank you for your knowledge and your time this morning, Lauren. Thank you so much for having me on. Absolutely. All right. That's going to wrap it up for this uh, jam-packed edition of Open Lines with Cameron Riddle here on Hot 100.9 and... 106.7 WTLC. We will be back. Same time, same stations next Sunday at 8. I was reminded by a listener who sent me a message on Facebook and said, Hey, Cam, you know, you said you would bring back uh, some of the city officials to tell us how the Peacemaker program was going, where they send people out on the streets to, you know, try to keep crime down. You said you wanted to have them come back for a progress report later in the year. I said you are exactly right. And so... On next weekend's edition of Open Lines, we will have uh, some folks from the city to come back to give us a progress report on how the Peacemaker program is going. And I encourage you, our listeners, to have your questions ready because you will be part of that conversation. That's going to do it for us here this morning. Thank you to everyone who called in and tuned in to Open Lines with Cameron Riddle. I'm yours truly, and I will be back right here next Sunday, live at 8.